Hello, and welcome to the Calvary Road Baptist Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Shirley, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. Each week, we will be releasing sermons and studies delivered directly from the pulpit at our church. Our goal with this podcast from Calvary Road Baptist Church is to make the gospel and sound biblical preaching more available to a wider audience. We hope that these sermons will be a blessing and an encouragement to you each week. As the scripture reads in Psalm 119 and verse 116, Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Now, let's hear from God's word. So Isaiah chapter 57, and uh, again, I appreciate you being in church. If you're watching live stream, as many folks do these days, I appreciate uh, you tuning into the service tonight and trust the Lord will use the technology to be a blessing to you. And we just want His help. We're nothing without Him tonight. And so I appreciate, uh, I appreciate New Water, y'all traveling, being a blessing. I know everybody's got to go back for church in the morning. Some of you got a long ways to go. And so thank you. I mean that with heartfelt gratitude tonight. Thank you for being here. And Calvary Road, thank you for letting me be uh, just a servant to you this week. And I trust the Lord has used these services and that He will continue to do so. The Bible says in Isaiah 57, and we're just going to leave the verse up on the screen, uh, if it is there behind me for just a few minutes, the Bible says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and a humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Now, this is our text tonight, but if you flip to the end of the book of Isaiah, the last chapter in Isaiah, Isaiah is a great book because it's almost like a miniature Bible if you break it down and look at how it's divided. But if you look at the last chapter in Isaiah 66 in verse number 1, the Bible says this, Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Now, this is not the message tonight, but here's what I want to tell you. Uh, in our text, we, uh, we read a record of just really how big our God is when you start taking in what the Scripture tells us about Him, one that inhabits eternity, and then one whose heaven is, is the throne and whose earth is the footstool. It's amazing to think about how big God is tonight. You know, scientists have tried to measure the universe and really how big it is, and it's best guess at best. Uh, they've said that one light year is equivalent to about six trillion miles. It's hard for us to calculate really uh, what that would be for us, but one light year is 6 trillion miles. They said our universe is 93 billion light years in diameter. And they said that uh, the universe, that is just the observable universe that we know of, is 93 billion light years in diameter. And one light year is 6 trillion miles away. You know what the Bible tells us? When you begin to look at all of this and you begin to calculate that, the Bible tells us that not only does our God inhabit that universe, but He inhabits all of eternity. That's your God tonight. Hey, Scripture tells us this, that if the heaven is His throne and the earth is His footstool, then it should submit this to you tonight, that there's nothing so big in your life that God cannot handle it. The, the kids used to sing, my God is so big and so strong and so mighty and there's nothing my God cannot do. And tonight you may be facing a mountain of adversity in your life, but I want to tell you this, there's nothing too big for God. I'm thankful for that tonight. That's not the message, but that's an encouraging, 
uh, piece of uh, scripture from the passage tonight that we can ascertain that God is a wonderful Savior. But you know what's even more incredible than that to me? Is not only is He a God, the, the thought tonight is staggering beyond imagination that God dwells in infinity and in eternity, but He also at the same time, listen, confines Himself to the human heart. He condescends to mankind, listen, to dwell within our hearts. Isn't that amazing? That God can inhabit all the universe, but at the same time live within our hearts. And I'm thankful tonight that He does. You say, how do you know He lives? Well, you ask me how I know He lives. He lives tonight within my heart. And what a wonderful Savior He is to do that. By the way, we don't deserve for God to do that. You didn't do anything for Him to inhabit your life. It was just grace that we found out about last night as we talked about Mephibosheth and just the goodness of our God. What a joy that is tonight. But that's not my attention in Isaiah 57, verse 15. I want us to look at our text again tonight. And I want us to look at a word, if you will, that could have a great impact on each of our lives in this revival service tonight. I wonder, I, th I thought about this afternoon, I wonder that if you were to put an online poll out and ask this question, ask the question, what is one word that could change your life? I wonder what kind of responses you'd get. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to put out a poll and say, give me one word that would change your life. I guarantee you quickly, immediately, somebody would say cancer. And there'd be other words that would come to mind that you'd think, oh boy, if that one word were in my life, it would forever change things about me. Well, there's one word tonight that's mentioned in Scripture, and it's only mentioned one time in the Bible. And it's a word that could have great impact on our lives if we were to get a hold of it. So tonight, just for a few minutes, I want to preach on this thought, a word that could change your life. A word that could change your life. Look with me at the text again, Isaiah 57. Verse 15, and let's see the word. The Bible says, look at, look at it with me now. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth, say the word, church, eternity. Eternity. The high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. Tonight, a word that could change your life. Now, the idea, the principle, uh, listen, other derivatives of the word are used, but only once in the King James Bible is the word eternity given and it's a powerful word. It's a word tonight that could forever change your life if you got a hold of it. Years ago, we're talking years ago back in the 30s and 40s, there's a man who lived by the name of Arthur Stace. Maybe you've heard of him before, maybe not. Arthur Stace was a man who lived in Australia. His father was a drunk. His mother was a prostitute. He lived on the streets of Sydney, Australia, and he was just a vagabond of an individual. His job was this. His job was to be a lookout for the brothel house that his sisters worked in. That's the kind of lifestyle that Arthur Stace lived. And in a very young life, just like his father, Arthur became an alcoholic. And he began to roam the streets and watch out for the brothel house. And his whole life was nothing but sin and degradation is all that he ever known. And one day Arthur tried to, to shake himself out of uh, the life that he lived and he tried to straighten up on his own. He joined the military. And he thought by maybe joining the military that he would do something admirable and honorable for his country. But that was only short-lived because as soon as he was discharged from the military, he went back to the streets and began to drink profusely again and just drunk his life away. 
a man of misery and sorrows. During his 20s and 30s, his life was an absolute wreck. But when Arthur Stace turned 42 years old, he went to a church service in Sydney, Australia. And in that church service, Arthur heard the incredible message of the gospel. And right there in that church service, he got born again. Saved by the grace of God. By the way, that's what the gospel can do for anybody. It can change your life. You talk about, hey, you don't know nobody that God can't save and that he can't, listen, regenerate. And that's what God did for Arthur Stace. And it was incredible how the Lord changed his life. When he got saved, his life changed immediately. But here's what was interesting about Arthur is that was this. He was illiterate. He couldn't read. He couldn't write. He had no skills because he drank his life away and wasted his life on himself. He had zero skills in life, but he had such a strong interest in spiritual things. Stay with me now. Don't miss this. He just wanted to do something to impact people around him for God. Are you listening to me tonight? He just wanted to do something that would make a difference in this life. In Sydney, Australia, there was an American evangelist that came through and preached a series of revival messages there in Sydney. While in that particular church, Arthur showed up and was a part of the meetings. On one particular night, the, uh, the, the, the preacher whose name was Ridley got up and opened the Bible to Isaiah 57. And he began to read from Isaiah 57 in verse number 15. And he read the verse that we read tonight in our text about the God who inhabits eternity. And he said in the message, he said, I wish that God would have somebody tonight get a hold of eternity and what it really means. He said, I wish somebody would just go to this world and echo the words eternity and help them to see what it's really all about. In that service that night, God got a hold of Arthur Stace and he decided that, man, I need to do something. And he decided in his heart that it was his job to let Sydney, Australia know about the God who inhabited eternity. He said that word eternity fascinated me. He said when I began to think about what it was and what it meant, he said God got a hold of me that I needed to let my country know. He said here's the funny thing. He said I could not read and I could not write. He said if you ask me to spell eternity, here was his words, he said I don't even know what it is in, in uh, currency. He said but I couldn't have done it for a hundred quid. He said you couldn't give me enough money to spell eternity. He said but there was something about it. He said, when I put chalk to sidewalk, he said, in perfect Copper Lake script, perfect script, he said, I was able to spell the word eternity. It's beautiful. You can go online and look at pictures of it. And listen, and uh, his story's well validated. He says, almost like God gave him the ability to write the word eternity. Couldn't read, couldn't write. He said, I couldn't spell my own name, but he wrote in perfect script the word eternity. And here's what he did. Here's what he began to do. They said this, he would get up in the middle of the night, and he would walk the streets of Australia there in Sydney and he would write the words eternity on the sidewalk. And he would write the words eternity on bridges and eternity on buildings. And he'd do it all night long. And listen, uh, about the, the time that dawn would come in the morning, he'd go home, he'd go to bed. He said and people would get up and walk throughout the streets. And as they got up on their morning commute to work, as they looked around the city in Sydney, Australia, they saw the word eternity. They went to work with eternity on their mind. They went to school thinking about eternity. And they said this in his lifetime. He wrote the word eternity is estimated more than 500,000 times in yellow waterproof chalk. Said he wrote the words eternity up to 50 times a day 
everywhere that he could in perfect script would pin the word eternity. Nobody knew who it was. For years, nobody could uh, determine the identity of this man, uh, you know, this mysterious man uh, that wrote eternity. And then finally, his identity was discovered. And he was deemed in Australia at that time, they called him Mr. Eternity. He had no skills. He couldn't read. He couldn't write. He was known for one thing. And that one thing was this, letting Australia know about eternity. He would write that word over and over and over. And for 40 years, that one word sermon challenged thousands of people. They said nobody would ever know the extent that he would have on the lives of the people in Sydney. In 1967, at the age of 82, Arthur Stace died and went to heaven. Moved many years down the road to 1999. And if he is alive in 1999, we were on the very threshold of something that was nearly devastating to the world. It was almost borderline pandemic-ish. <laughs> As we feared the mark of the new millennium, or what we all know that lived through it, Y2K, and the doomsday preppers. Let's fill the tub, let's dig a, let's dig a hole, let's put soup in it, the world's going to end. And they thought, really, some of you that are not alive and you're just laughing to humor me tonight because you don't know what Y2K is about, they literally thought all the computers were going to shut down because they weren't sure the coding and all could handle that. They thought the prison doors were going to open. And you know, when, when the clock struck midnight in the year 2000, they thought the world's going to fall apart. It was devastation. By the way, it was real fear back in those days. I mean, man, preachers were echoing from the pulpit, Y2K. I mean, sermon series were preached on it. It was incredible. But in 1990, at the close of the new millennium, times were fearful, and on the eve of the new year, all the eyes of the world were on Sydney, Australia. Now listen to this. Because if you look on the other side of the international dateline, the millennium would turn in Sydney, Australia first. And so all the eyes of the world were watching what's going to happen in Sydney. Because if what happens in Sydney translates to the rest of the world, then we're going to understand the effects of it. And so there's some famous landmarks in Sydney. You've probably seen them before. How many of you have ever seen the Opera House, right? If you don't know what that is, just go watch Finding Nemo and you'll understand, right? And if you've never watched Finding Nemo, you probably should get saved tonight. So, <laughs> the Opera House. And then there's also on that, there's the famous Harbor Bridge in the Sydney Harbor. The two are almost right together. And the clock began to count down. And here's what they said. Every year as the clock counted down to zero, Every year, the bridge, the Harbor Bridge, would light up with something spectacular, something brand new, and the people would know what it was. Millions watched, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, anticipation grows, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Midnight comes, the celebration begins, the bridge in the Harbor Bay lights up. And when it does, you got the picture? It lights up in perfect script, just as Arthur Stace wrote on the sidewalks for years, eternity. And all the eyes of the world, all the eyes of the world were looking, and when they seen, listen, the clock turned to 12, they saw eternity. This man made a difference. This man made sure the world knew about eternity. Can I say something to you tonight? Eternity is soon coming. It's a word tonight that if you were to get a hold of it, 
could absolutely change your life and the way that you live. So often we live without any concept of eternity. I'm going to say two things to you and then I'll be done. Two things, two statements about eternity we need to consider. Number one tonight, our Lord is eternal. Number one, our Lord is eternal. Eternity runs like a lofty mountain, somebody said, through the range of the Bible. Everywhere you turn, you find it. All the treasured Bible doctrines and truths would collapse if there were not the reality of an everlasting God that we serve. You know the verse, Psalms 90 verse 2. The Bible says, Before the mountains were brought forth, ever thou hast formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting. Thou art God, our Lord is eternal. Romans 1.20 says, His eternal power and Godhead. Ephesians 3.11 speaks of His eternal purpose. 1 Timothy 1.17 calls Him the King, eternal, immortal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. Genesis tells us in Genesis 21.33, He's the everlasting God. I want to say to you tonight that God has never had a beginning and He'll never have an ending. Tonight, hey, there's never a time when He was not. There'll never be a time when He ceases to be. Our Lord is eternal. If you're with me tonight, say amen. Isaiah the prophet told us he, that Jesus was the first and the last, and beside me there's none other. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and what, church? Forever. Our Lord's eternal. Let me say something to you tonight. Hey, his authority is eternal. Oh, I like this. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I like that real good. The authority, Isaiah 9, 7, is eternal. Do you know if you study world history, there's been monarchs and rulers who wielded great power. People that were a threat in society and wielded a force of authority like Genghis Khan and like Alexander the Great. Men that were feared, men that conquered the globe, if you will, at times. There have been others that have reigned in great kingdoms and dynasties for centuries. Right now in England... Queen Elizabeth has reigned for 70 years. She's been there for a long time. But I will say this, there will be one day when all of that authority, those, listen, that those leaders yield, and the power that they hold will be relinquished and given to another, but not our God. His authority is eternal. And He shall reign forever and ever. I love the hallelujah course, man. I like to listen to it sometimes. And just, I mean, boy, it just stirs me up thinking about one of these days, hey, our God is going to come. He's going to come to Jerusalem one day and sit on the throne of David. And he's going to rule, listen, with a rod of iron. And then one day for all eternity, we're going to stand around the throne. And you know what? He'll reign forever and ever. Listen, His authority will never end. Stop losing sleep at night over what's going on in the world because the King is on the throne tonight. Hey, I know that Russia's invaded Ukraine, China's a threat, America's a mess, but the king is on the throne and he's in control. His authority is eternal. Let me say this, I like this even better. His attributes are eternal. Oh my, when you start thinking about who God is, you see, we often praise Him for what He does, but boy, we ought to think about who He is sometimes. Because we're often, oh God, thank you for, but how many, when's the last time you said, Lord, thank you for who you are? And by the way, he's always in the eternal present. I am that I am. He's never, he's, listen, he's never past, he's never future. God is always in the eternal present. You know what God is tonight? Not God, what, what he was? God is holy tonight. He always has been holy. He always will be holy. It's the very essence of who God is. His, his character, everything stems from his holiness. God is holy. You know what else God is? He's faithful tonight. 
He's always been faithful. There's never been a time God's not been faithful. You woke up this morning, you know what you saw? The sun coming up. You know what that meant? He's faithful. His mercies are new every morning. You know what else God is? God's good. The goodness of God endureth continually. You'll never stop, listen, He'll never stop expressing and you'll never stop experiencing the goodness of God in your life. He's love without limits and without comprehension. He's immutable, which means He cannot change. Which means that His promise, His purpose, His provision, His personality, and anything else that starts with the letter P that you can add will never change. That's God. He's immutable. You know what? Hey, listen, tonight, He's also omnipotent. All power in heaven and earth is given unto Him. And nobody's ever going to supersede Him. Nobody's ever going to take His place. He's omnipotent. Hey, He's omniscient. What does that mean? It means He already knows everything. And if God already knows everything, here's what that means. Nothing's going to ever take Him by surprise. He's omnipresent, which means that He's everywhere. And listen, can I say this to you tonight? And there's nowhere He's not. And forever He always will be in the present of our lives. And tonight, here is a truth that ought to encourage you, is that our Lord is eternal. Who He is, listen, is never going to stop. That's wonderful tonight. There's never gonna be, there'll never be a day that he stops being merciful and loves you. There'll never be a day that he stops being faithful. That ought to encourage your heart. Let me finish tonight by saying this. I'm not going to be much longer. Eternity. I'm talking about tonight a word that can change your life. What is it, a derelict and a drunk and a nobody? Listen, nobody knew Arthur. Nobody knew his name. He wasn't trying to be famous. You know what he was trying to do? He's just trying to let the world know about eternity. You know what? He had no idea when he died in 1967 that in his own handwriting, that wasn't some random, that was Arthur Stace's handwriting. You can look at it on on the internet. It's his specific script that he put out that one day for all the world to see, eternity was going to be made front and center because of his life. If a drunk and a derelict could do that for God, what could you do for God? What could you do for God? By the way, you're no better than that, but what could you do for God? Our Lord is eternal. I finish tonight by saying this. Not only is our Lord eternal, but our life is eternal. When you take your last breath in this life, there's something you need to understand. It's not over. It's not over. Man does not return to the ground like a dog and die and cease to exist. You live forever after this life is over. Two things, and I'm finished, about our life is eternal. Let me say this. Eternity matters when it comes to your soul. It matters. The Bible says, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. I don't know a lot about you, but I know two things. Number one, I know this, you're going to die one day unless the rapture happens. Number two, I know this, you're going to stand before judgment. Hey, are you listening to me? Because I don't think sometimes we really think about that as a soon coming event in our life. We're so wrapped up in the day to day, but one, one day we will stand before the judgment. And I will say this to you, if it, within your life, Listen, uh, you'll never die, and where you spend eternity depends on one thing, what you did with Jesus. That's all that matters. What you did with Jesus will be really, in essence, the only thing that matters in this life. And if you trusted Him to be your Savior before you die, then you'll spend eternity in heaven with God. Listen, and it'll be a wonderful thing. Scripture is very clear on this, but let me say tonight, and I just feel like I need to say this tonight, so I want you to listen to me. Look, Look right here. And you say, we're all saved. Wonderful. Listen anyway. If you're here tonight and you don't know for sure that you've ever been saved. 
you're here tonight and you've never trusted Christ to be your Savior, if you died right now in this very instant and you're not sure, listen, if you've ever been saved, let me tell you, if that's the case with you, then you would forever spend eternity in hell, in the lake of fire. That's a reality tonight that we don't think about. Hey, if God for just a brief moment of time would open up this earth and let you peer in, listen, to the very pit of hell and just get a glimpse. You know the Bible says your eye affects your heart. Could you imagine what that would do if you could see those forever in torment? Could you imagine what that would do if you saw a teenage boy, a child, 10, 11 years old, they had an understanding of who God was but never trusted Him? Hey, they're there right now. Beneath your feet, people are in hell. Right now as we sit here, you're like, well, I'm kind of hot. You're not as hot as it is there. I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm tired. Yeah, but you know what? You're not in hell tonight. And so many are. And they'll be there for all eternity. You say, preacher, but like, isn't there going to be sort of a time when God just gives a reprieve and kind of gives them a, a, a day off? The only time that ever happens is whenever hell and death are delivered up to judgment at the great white throne and then they're cast into the lake of fire and there'll never, ever, ever be a time when they get out. My mind can't comprehend that. My mind can't understand that. But the Bible says this. The Bible says the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. I'm so convicted thinking about how many times I didn't give a track out at the restaurant. I'm, I'm convicted sometimes whenever I think, now I should have went on visitation today, but I wanted to do something else for myself. And if those people die without God, they spend eternity in hell. And you know what? They never crossed my mind because I don't know them. I don't know their name. But they're there right now. And there are some right now that are on their way. By the way, we measure time. You can't measure eternity. If you start counting and doing numbers, listen, I mean, in the thousands and the millions and billions and trillions, and you count how long that is, well, those numbers are, are pretty significant. Pretty significant. Hey, but it, when we put, listen, millions and billions of years on the clock, eternity would have just been beginning. That's what it is tonight. And by the way, the alternative is just as great. Us in heaven, it's going to be great to be with God. But imagine who it is tonight. Oh my goodness, that could go to hell. Reality is that eternity would just be beginning after all that time. Tonight, I want you to think about this. If you don't know for sure you're saved, I would not leave this building without knowing. Hey, you're not promised tomorrow. I was pulling out tonight. I went to Dollar General right close to the church. And I pulled out, I was almost in a horrible accident tonight. I was able to swerve and just get over on the other street before hitting the head-on collision. I didn't tell my wife that, and I didn't tell anybody else that, but it was almost really bad tonight. And I thought, I stopped and just had to take a breath. I said, Lord, thank you for your mercy. But you know what the truth is? You could go at any time. And if you're not ready to meet the Lord, you'll never get out. There'll never be one excuse you'll give God that says, but my dad was a, but my mom was a, but I was a member at a, it don't matter. You'll spend eternity in hell if you've never been saved. I want to say this to you tonight. Eternity matters when it comes to your soul. I want to finish tonight and say this. Eternity matters when it comes to your service. Zach, I'm on. Uh, Caleb, I'm going to have you help me. I'm sorry, buddy. Let me let you get this. You sit right there for just a second. 
here, I want to illustrate something to you tonight for just a minute, and the, here's the reality of it. The reality of it is eternity matters when it comes to your service. Let me just say this to you. One of these days, you're going to stand before God and give an account for what you've done in this life as a Christian. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it. It'll be revealed by fire. And you know what? That fire is going to try every man's work of what sort that it is. What was your motivation? Hey, why did you do what you did? God's going to try that. And listen, your works are going to be judged in eternity for what we did. And you know what the, the sad reality is? We get so consumed in this life with things that don't matter. Why don't you take this rope if you don't care? And I want you to take it as far back there as you can, okay? Here we go. Just let's let it unroll here. There we go. Oh, yeah. You look good doing that. Thank God. If I knew we could have got you out of church, just keep going. Keep going. Thank the Lord. Keep going. All right, you can stop it right there. You can just set it down. By the way, it's got about 75 more feet to go. I want you to think about something tonight. Now, obviously, it's not endless, but I want you to think for just a minute about this rope. It's a picture of eternity tonight, okay? Imagine that it's an endless rope that never, listen, that never stops, never ends. Are you ready? And this right here is your life. <laughs> okay? It's not a lot. And you know what's sad when it comes to eternity and you start looking at this rope that never ends? Is that we get so consumed about this little part of it. Oh, but I just, I really wanted to do that right there. You know what's crazy? is we live our whole lives, listen, we live our whole lives right here so we can enjoy this right here before we die. And then it's over. And then, listen, for as far as you can see, the timeline goes, and it never ends. It never ends. It never stops. It never stops. And sometimes I'm so lazy, and I'm so selfish, and I'm so ashamed of what Jesus has done for me that I won't even tell a waiter in a restaurant, hey, the Lord loves you. Coming out of Dollar General, I just I give a track from New Manor because I didn't have any other tracks. It said you're invited to New Manor Baptist Church. I hope she drives six hours in the morning and goes there. <laughs> but you know what? It had the gospel in it. And I said, just want to give you something to tell you about the Lord. So often we get so consumed with this part when it don't even matter. Hey, but by the way, what you do in this portion matters for all eternity. Do you ever live in light of eternity or you just make decisions every day based on what feels best for you? And by the way, I'm not coming in here tonight beating you up because I looked in the mirror tonight before I, I come to church. And the simple truth is this. We've got to stop getting so consumed by the things in this life that have no eternal value. And I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody else in the house. And so before you think that preacher, no, 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 Know that I'm as guilty or more guilty than probably what you are. But when's the last time you thought about the rest of the rope? When's the last time you thought about what I do right now is going to affect me forever? Thank you again for listening to the Calvary Road Baptist Church Podcast. If you would like to learn more about our church in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, you can find the link to our website in the show notes to www.calvaryroadbaptistchurch.com. We're so thankful that you've taken the time to listen to today's sermon, and we hope that the Lord will use it to edify you in the faith. If you'd like to help spread the word about this podcast, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, or by telling a friend. 
Thank you again and have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.